When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello everyone, it's episode 201 of GigPod and we're here at Magical Molly Malone's to react to Celtic 1, Motherwell 1 and be prepared everybody, because apparently Rizzo's wanting to rant. John, have you calmed down now, since we're now still 8 points clear, or are you still in a huff after Saturday's result? Still in a huff, I was freezing on Saturday, I'll talk more about myself later, but hello everybody, hello Stevie, <laughs> and yes, good old Molly Malone, it's a bit quieter than it because it's a Monday, no doubt people waiting to spend loads in this great pub during Christmas but yep thanks to them as ever for their great hospitality speaking of hospitality John Saturday <laughs> I mean I get a chance of a spare through my grander he asked me is there anybody you know that would uh, take it because of course I'm not going to miss a game against Motherwell at home John no never no never Mr Celtic and all that so I thought yeah do you know what I think Rizzo would quite enjoy that although I did make the mistake of uh, remembering the Premier was on on Saturday Liverpool were playing Man City at the Etihad and yes you were more interested in that initially before I shamed you into taking the ticket I did knock it back initially when you phoned me but then a couple of minutes later I thought okay, I'll just take this ticket I'll be, I'll be a great guy and it's not worth the hassle no it's not worth the hassle it was a free ticket and I do love freebies of course who doesn't no I, I decided to take it but then I had a, an adventure getting to the game as well if I want to talk about that <laughs> it was actually near Molly Malone's where you had to get off, wasn't was it? Because of roadworks. There was roadworks on Saturday and I had to get off at a Citizen M, another great venue. And I had to run, would you believe? Actually, me, if anybody knows me, I know I'm not the most svelte individual. I actually ran most of the way down to the Argyll Street train station. So you go to the game via the hospital then, aye? Aye. I had to get a hold of oxygen in me, IV drips <laughs> and stuff. So I went and got the train to uh, Domarnock. And then walked up and met your granda with like 10 minutes to spare. 
and ended up missing the first couple of minutes of the game because it was a huge queue. We Can you like... imagine me if I missed a couple of minutes of the game? No, I mean, but your grand is sensible though. He doesn't like to go in until like just before kickoff. Oh, I was, I was in there about twenty past two or something. I know. But here, here's one for you. Do you know what I was doing when I got in? What? <laughs> I watched the Premier. There you go, you hypocrite. <laughs> I know. There was nothing else to do when I got in at twenty past two. See, I, see, I can't believe Sailor like, have got Sky now. What <laughs> that money in the bank, brother? There you go. Great pay per view. <laughs> Can I keep up see CM Punk coming back? Is that the equivalent of like Lennon coming back next season or something? Well, no, he hasn't been in WWE since like 2013. So, I, I suppose about Lennon. No, he was in AEW, who they're the other wrestling guys, and they done, I can't believe I'm talking about it, they done a show at Wembley Stadium. Somebody we know went to it. 100, it was like 80,000 sold out, Wembley Stadium. And, uh, but he fell out with the owner who owns Fulham Tay. Is that Al Fayed guy? No, Tony Khan. Wait, Al Fayed, he's dead, isn't he? Aye, now Tony Khan, who's Darwin's film, he runs like this other wrestling company as well. And CM Punk left that to go back to WWE. Well, ugh, that's enough. Enough wrestling talk. Wait, uh, do I just talk about wrestling instead of football? What football? Well, to be, like, okay, so you got your free ticket. We're grateful you get into the game. And hey, it was a good view, wasn't it? It was. It was in the halfway line. I mean, usually when I buy tickets for games, it's at the last minute. And in fact, I actually texted you. It said, Sale had actually put tickets for sale. On the Thursday, I think it was. But then I said to you, I'm not watching that. I'm going to watch Man City. No, 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 no. What it was was you said, I'm not paying £30 that for that. was that as well. £30 was ridiculous. I but mean, you I'm... genuinely would have been more up for watching Man City Liverpool. Actually, I was going to go and watch the Celtic game on a... Uh, by legal means, of course. But uh, no, because I paid £30 to watch Celtic and Johnson, which was a, a stinking game. So that we've drew twice at home this season. I've been at both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I missed... I didn't see one minute the other one against Hibs, thankfully. Actually, I want to talk, when we talk, when we get to the end of the game, I want to ask you about that, but... Alright, well listen, let's talk about the football and no wrestling, because before <laughs> the game, you did a Rizzo Selects, you did get one position right, but you get everything else wrong, John. Well, no, I mean, it was most of the team I picked, but I thought Anthony Ralston would start, and unfortunately he did, but then I thought if Phillips would start as well, I thought CCB may get a, a break, because he had been playing for America, obviously, but he started... The other one was what was the other one again? I predicted. I forgot. That's James it. Forrest. James. I thought James Forrest would come in for Palmer. I think it was Palmer or Yang because I thought it would be Palmer because Palmer was suspended, obviously. But James Forrest was injured. Uh, Broad said to you after the game, James Forrest will probably starting for us against Lazio tomorrow. So, what a position to be in. <sighs> I mean, it's a bit unlucky because of stupid suspensions, but it's also us being idiots. But no, I mean, I had an inkling that Ralston had started, but I'm, I mean, no disrespect to Ralston, because, I mean, he was a cult hero on this podcast, even, once upon a time. He's not very good. But in fact, he's not, he wasn't even Celtic's worst fullback Saturday. The other fullback was a lot worse. We'll talk about him later. Yeah, so I guess we'll just talk about the game, and I guess maybe after the first 25 minutes, you knew how that was going to go, didn't you? Well, no, you? I mean, I was a couple of minutes late. I sat down in my seat. We had that chance, actually created by Greg Taylor when O'Reilly's shot was saved. And then like, they had a chance that Joe Hart done a good save. So really we only had two chances. And I mean, that that header was really only a half chance because, I mean, it was about, yeah, a fluke one. But no, we just passed the ball from side to side. Didn't really create anything. Motherwell had loads of players behind the ball and I've seen people greeting about that, but it worked for them. That's their prerogative. What if, they should, if I was... Celtic, I'd love us to be there in Europe. I mean, uh, uh, people will rip them their knitting. Uh, Liam Kelly taking forever at uh, the goal kicks. We should be doing that in Europe every difficult away game. But we don't. 
Joe Hart, when you think about doing that, he'd jump with his eyes closed instead. <laughs> I mean, people were moaning about Motherwell, but no, they had lost, I think, the last five or six games before this game. They were in atrocious form. Uh, some uh, Celtic accounts were saying it was going to be a walkover and 4 0 to Celtic. We'd, we'd, we'd <laughs> definitely never be us or anything. No, no. No, we didn't predict an easy win, no. Actually, I, I, we'll talk about this more later, but we did meet each other at half time. That was a highlight? It was, because I was genuinely stunned with how bad we were. I mean, I was at the St. Johnson game, but we drew, but maybe I was detached because I was sitting up the back. Obviously, I had a much better seat this time, thank you to your grander, so I could see the game a lot better. And we were just so boring. <laughs> really? Oh, by the way, you met that guy? The... Oh, I, Ian. A shout out to a fellow hardcore punk fan, Ian, who's a, a big fan of the pod, and he was wanting to... He was a big fan of our Rewind series as well, so Ian, soon we'll have uh, episode three coming out, because I know people have been ballistic. Not only that, it's probably better talking about the, that season than this and That game. was more interesting than the game on Saturday, talking about like what happened in the old days. But yeah, we will have part for you out soon, and uh, shout out to Ian, who's a good guy. See you at the, the next hardcore gig. But no, I met you half time, and what I say was I was just stunned by how boring we were. I just yawned, like... And that was before I was talking to you. <laughs> I just yawned constant, like, over how bad Okay, I'm going to ask you this now, because I was going to ask you, what game was worse, that or Hibs? Don't forget, I missed Hibs because I was in London, I didn't see you saying that, but you, I was, you were texting me, you were going on about how boring it was. What Pro- game was worse? Probably Hibs, because... Because that at least had like, the incidents well, at the end. Well, well we at least had goals and we had something happening at least Forrest hit the bar with a sitter uh, and all had a decent chance for what I remember but 90% of that Hibs game was just boarding side to side passing and it was one mile one hour what this game on Saturday yeah but at least we you know we actually did score Hibs I, could, I didn't even think we'd be fly enough to dive and win a penalty I think we could have at one point but we didn't right, so that's four games in the league we've played under Broge where it's been tedious boring stuff I mean three draws in the league and they were all boring games in that terrible performance in the League Cup against Kelly. You said four games in the league, yeah. Sorry, three games in the league. Four games overall. We've been boring, basically, under Broads. I mean, the St. Johnson game, the Hibbs game, Motherwell. I suppose the Motherwell game was a bit exciting at the end because, I mean, when do we get two penalties in a game? We're no Rangers, are we? We're actually, maybe we are now. We've had more penalties in the end this season. And league, the League Cup against, against, against Commander was just a joke. And I don't know. I just don't know what to make of this Celtic team. I mean... The outliers that game at Ibrooks, and of course a lot of that was today with how stupid Rangers were that day. I mean, it was still an amazing win and a good st- steaming after it, but actually, no, other game was terrible the first time we played Motherwell. Palma scored, they got an equaliser, and Matt O'Reilly saved the day. What I did say to you was this season, with a Celtic side, we've only really seen one good 90 minutes, and that was against Hearts. Thought Hearts first and second half, yeah. we were on it and we were excellent in that game. Other than that, we've seen a good 45 minutes here, a good half hour there, but there's only the really standout performance has been against Hearts in the 4-1 win, and that was, what, in the mid-October? Yep, and I actually told you that, see if you count every game, every every game we've played this like this season, like going by competition, like we're playing the league, then a couple of days later we're playing the League Cup, and then it's like the league, then Europe. I think the most amount of games we've won in a row is, I think, two. So we've like won two games in the league, lost in Europe, and then like won another two games in the league. So like, I mean, we've won. I think we've won like six games in the league in total, but that's been broke up with bad results in Europe. So I mean, we're just no consistent at all. And last season, the thing about Andrew's team was how ridiculously consistent we were. I mean, I know we're unbeaten still, but 
the fit was just not very good yeah. didn't noticing it as well like under Ange when we get it, when Joe Hart got the ball we were in the opposition's half after like two seconds you know they would go out to CCV or we'd go out wide to a full back you know within seconds we are pressing we're in the opposition's half and we're playing in their half but under Rogers, Joe Hart will rush and they'll get the goal kick and they'll play it out to like CCV or Liam Scales but they'll just pass it to each other It'll go out wide, it'll go to Callum McGregor who will, out of habit now, is passing it back and it just lets the other team regroup to the point we eventually do get in the half but it's like a good 20-30 seconds later. After that 0-0 draw against St Johnston, I remember the state of us after that because of course you know we, we weren't confident about the work that was going to be done in the transfer window ahead of Ibrooks. Amazingly enough the transfer window work has been shambolic and it's came back to bite us in games like that when you look at a bench. But of course, Ibrooks did change everything for this side. At the same time, I mean, the drop-off in quality is so noticeable. You look at that bench drawing and the options on Saturday, and there was just nothing. Nothing no. at all. To the point where Tillio came on, and this is a guy who, you know, has been out injured for most of the season, didn't even have a pre-season. It was his first on, performance. Threw him on desperately to try and salvage a game. It's like it's a totally unfair position for that guy to be in. No, and we're not making the most of Kyogo either. Kyogo's getting wasted in this team. I see that like the start of the season, I'm seeing it now. I mean, you had that one brilliant moment in Saturday where he dropped to midfield and put the ball through that led to the first penalty. But he done nothing apart from that. He was crowded out, and he's the best striker in Scotland that we're not making the most of him. And I just really don't know what to make of this Celtic team. It's, it's confusing. I suppose we better talk about the second half and... Nothing happened until we got two penalties. Well, actually, that's a lie. Yang missed an absolute sell when he headed past the post when it looked easier to score. But apart from that, we did nothing. Motherwell, loads of guys behind the ball. We couldn't break them down until Hugo dropped into midfield and done that pass. And here's one for you too. Liam Scales went down for a good like eight or nine minutes. Mm. And I'd noticed Celtic players were just standing about. It took like... Joe Hart was like kicking into his own That net. became the highlight. Joe Hart and the crowd were just having a laugh. And I was like looking at McGregor, I was looking at Yang, and I remember looking at Matt O'Reilly too, and they were just standing, walking about and talking, and I'm like... I broad should have sort of made more state or McGregor. They I mean, should have huddled the team in tactically aye, and mm-hmm. made a change, but they were all just standing, like looking about, and I'm not trying to say they should be taking away the importance of making sure Liam Scales is okay. Aye. I get that, but at the same time, warm up and show yourself to be doing something, but we're just walking about, like all casual, and that was the type of performance it was. It was like a very laborious stale casual display it really was crap basically and I mean talk about crap Palmer's penalty was so so bad he, that, I was worried when he done that run up when he took the penalty against Aberdeen the Simone Zaza run up where he sort of runs on the spot before he hits it and he did that on Saturday and I had no confidence he would score when he done it and Liam Kelly made the save and apparently Broad said that he changed his mind where he was going to take his penalty at the last minute. Yeah, well, so in those press conferences that we do that are definitely not a complete waste of time <laughs> and not absolutely boring like watching the Celtic now. <laughs> Sorry, but it's true. I might as well just get out there. Um, Brendan was saying that all week Palmer had been putting him at the goalkeeper's left, but he changed his mind at the last minute. And the weird thing is Liam Kelly said all week that if Celtic got a penalty and Palmer was going to hit it he knew that and he knew where he was putting it so to the left he knew that he was going to put it no to his right to his right aye which was what he did so uh, he said that he watched Palmer as well for um, goals that he scored with his old team Mm -hmm. on the tape and all his penalties were uh, to the goalkeeper's right as well but apparently Palmer had been putting them to the left but it's just more uh, 
disorganised chaos. It's, it, here, here's one I went to my granny's on Sunday when I dropped the wean off at our pals. And I got a good old paper for once. I seen, yeah, I seen that. You sent me pictures of it. <laughs> First paper I think I've read in, in years. I usually just should go to page three. But, uh, <laughs> they don't do that. They don't, they don't do page three anymore, don't they? No. Uh, I don't. I think, I think, I, I think, I, I don't, I think, that, I think those days are gone. I think the, the woke mob got to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even Cal McGregor was was saying it's getting to the point where he might just have to. Pay Callum his hand. Tav McGregor. Uh, he, well, that's the thing, he'll be doing something in that case because that's Rangers true. have got a captain that only does one thing, that's state penalties. Maybe our captain will do the same because Carl McGregor said it's getting to the point maybe he'll have to put his hands up and start taking them. And fair play, it's a bit of leadership, but we've not seen any of that from McGregor the last few games, John, again on Saturday. Got to be careful what we say here because no way are we taking away how good Carl McGregor is. I think he still is a very good footballer, but for Celtic in that system... I don't think um, we're making them. I think, in a way, we're ruining them in that system. After the COVID season, Callum McGregor had a... a he was at a crossroads, shall we say. His blazing squad once put it. Great band. And I remember Andrew's style and Andrew's football had Callum McGregor a bit more deep line. Yeah. But the full-backs tucking in really helped. You know, they made that midfield three, go to a five. Then Callum McGregor could have more freedom in the park, a lot more time in the ball, and he was able to dictate the play more. He's not doing it in this Celtic no. team because in that three alongside O'Reilly and alongside home it's just, I, 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 I hate to repeat myself but it's just so slow unadventurous unambitious there's just nothing there we've got to start seeing Tim Kerbata coming in and sitting deep now John well I would agree that we're not getting the best at McGregor but I don't think McGregor deserves to start now he's just playing so badly and I was watching him a lot on Saturday because he had a lot of the ball because I was sitting right on the halfway line at the touchline and he commanded the ball a lot, but didn't really do anything with it. And really, I said this in a group chat, you might be familiar with. <laughs> That's an in-joke there. I mean, Brenda's decision to start home in McGregor was pitiful. I mean, that's football for the Stone Age. You don't have two holding midfielders at home against Motherwell. I mean, come on. And I think even Brendan realised that when he took home off at half-time and brought on O. But then I thought Brendan's decision to take Kyogo off as soon as we missed the penalty. Was, in a game as well. Which is ridiculous as well. Crazy. We had two strikers on to try and get back, get the goal. We missed a penalty. But obviously we were in the ascendancy. And then he takes our best striker off. I really don't know what Brendan's thinking at times. I mean... He's, I, I don't care what anyone says He's not as good as Matt I, I don't know if this is today With the like level of competition Because this season The league is crap I'm sorry but it is Every team I think is poor Including this Celtic team I know we're unbeaten Break out the, break out the cargo But we're crap this season Domestically So many poor results So many poor performances People know where the cracks And I know we're the, with a better team When Brendan was here the first time But I think he was a better manager then and even though we had that success at Leicester, winning the FA Cup, getting them in like top five or six, and I mean winning the FA Cup for a team at Leicester still big, even though they won the league before that, I don't think he's as good a manager as he was then. I definitely think he's on... I mean, the only game I've saw where it's the old Brendan was that one at Ibrox. I know that was to do, as you always say, Rangers being stupid, but that was still, like, and the way an old Brendan's team would go, a depleted team go to Ibrox and win, but... In Europe, we've played decent, but I think, I think I've seen people going about how good we've done in Europe. I think we were good against Atletico, and that's it. At first home. half. Uh, first half, but that's it. I think the rest is like third polishing. Brendan still made some players a lot better, though. Not that many. No, I would say a handful. 
I don't think he's anywhere near the manager that he was the first time. And like in fact that and actually the first season, because see second two seasons with performances like that as well, turgid ball and stuff. He's I know I spoiled about Ange and Ange is a maverick, but Ange as as it stands now, I think Ange, even though Tottenham are a wee bit on the downswing because there are zillion injuries. I Ange is a much, much better manager than Brendan was. I have Ange, even though I think he talks bullshit all the time. I mean, we're like downtrodden and stuff. How he's just lucky to beat Tottenham, mate. I'll have Ange back at Celtic any day rather than Brendan. I just no seeing it with Brendan at all. And I mean, obviously, I hope and pray we're going to win the league, but I'm just no seeing it with Brendan at all. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And what about the Awata situation? Do you agree that one he needs to be in the team? soon as possible but two do you reckon there's something going on behind the scenes or Brendan just doesn't rate him doesn't rate him I mean he doesn't rate the Baron and Rocky and we spent a lot of money in them and they've completely not involved at all none of them were on the bench on Saturday I think we spent about £8 million running about that in name like for us that's a lot of money I'd, I would have him in the team but I don't think he likes him but I wouldn't have played him on Saturday because he's another holding midfielder. There was no need to play two holding midfielders at home in Motherwell. It's just old style football. And Braden seems to revert to that a lot. And I would definitely have a different manager rather than Braden. No, I wouldn't leave. I still think he's the best manager in Scotland. But I mean, what's that saying? Because this is a dire league. And I'm not just throwing all the toys at the pram after the game on Saturday. I mean, we're still clear at the top. But no, I'm just not seeing it with Braden now. Would you have been in a worse mood today had Rangers won yesterday? No, really no, because the game annoyed me. That annoyed me even more. But, I mean, I think we'll talk about that in a minute. We better talk about the second penalty and the, the tragic comic end of the game. Good old David Tumble scored. He, I think he was a top scorer in the league, man. Well, I have to say as well, it was a one, it was a stonewaller. I don't know why teams persist in pulling jerseys when they know that VAR is going to catch it. Yes. Mikey Johnston, by the way, fair play to him for claiming because he was screaming and bawling about it. If that was anyone else, if that was maybe like Yang or something, I don't think they would have like claimed that or anything. But Mikey Johnston did, and I'll give him his due there. That's probably where the credit ends. <laughs> but no, David, David Humble took his penalty pretty well. I think Liam Kelly said that after the game as well, that 
he thought he was just going to go right down the middle. But he said that probably no goalie is going to save that one. And I knew if there's one thing David Thumble does very well, hitting a shot for 20 yards or generally penalty kick conversions, it would be, I mean, they're two of the qualities that he does possess. I did say to the guy next to me when that penalty was awarded, Thumble scoring this. And he did, and it was emphatic, and it should have been the winner. And I know as well, let's just skip to the bit where you want to talk about what you texted me as soon as we scored so on you no, I, I, want you, I want you to mention what I texted you so after we scored Motherwell made two subs and brought attacking players on and what did I text you as soon as they made these subs you said we're going to start panicking here and that's what happened we conceded an absolutely needless corner and then we conceded so one not of, McGregor it was McGregor no need to concede it we'd all, we conceded a stupid free kick in the, the Motherwell half in the first place to give the ball away then we conceded a needless corner and then we conceded, it was genuinely a comical goal. I mean, what was Greg Taylor trying? He literally headed up on the ground, doing nothing. Marking the tallest guy in the box. Tallest guy in the box, who stooped and headed the ball under the net. There's a photo and Joe Hart, with his eyes closed, doing a star jump. I mean, the two positions we knew we needed sorted in the summer, left back and goalkeeper combined for just comic stuff. It was... A pathetic goal giveaway, and I mean we still had a chance at the end where O'Reilly had a, a he did a free header like sort of into the ground, and that was like ten minutes added. Now imagine if our, our great rivals uh, Rangers, imagine if they had a game where they needed a win and they get two penalties and ten minutes added. All these Celtic blogs that are obsessed with them would have been having a field day and be like conspiracy, conspiracy. Oh, did I get a penalty though? <laughs> right enough in the last kick of the ball yesterday. Oh, it was a penalty again through a defender being. I don't, I, don't know, I, I, defend, I don't really I think football players are stupid and that's what VAR has shown uh, this mean. league is going stupider I, I know but I mean what was this Motherwell guy thinking with his jersey pool what was the Aberdeen player thinking with the jersey Mikey pool? Johnston wasn't even getting that ball I know I mean I think these football players at set pieces are absolute morons and really they deserve it I mean I know people were greeting about the penalty Rangers got yesterday and how we didn't get that one at Ross County but there was no need for the guy to pull goals since Chelsea. It was so stupid, and really, Aberdeen deserved what they got. That was stupid. But no, I mean, I knew as soon as Motherwell made these subs, and I, I knew they'd attack, and I thought, we are going to panic. We did, we did against St Mirren. We beat St Mirren 2-1. Under the cost for like eight minutes. Yeah, we panicked that game. We got away with it. I thought, we are definitely going to go into panic mode. And I, but I didn't think as soon as I texted it, they were going to equalise, but they did. And... That was just a terrible result, and Rangers drawing I don't takes away from it. Terrible result and a terrible performance, and it just leaves me, I think, with a lot of questions about the Celtic team. I think the only advantage we have psychologically is that group of players know that no matter how much they slip up, Rangers, under the group of players they've got to now, are never going to be able to take advantage, in my opinion. Well, actually, I Rangers, when we were talking about the game on Saturday, a Rangers fan says, I says, in a group chat, I'm in, a Rangers fan, I say his Rangers are going to be like, I think Rangers are going to go out and are going to win 4 nothing. And he went, no chance. We're merely like you beat 4 nothing. And I say, that nah, you're right. It's a typical Rangers fan talking rubbish line. But for what I saw in that game, they were only very good. But I, I don't, it doesn't make me feel, I think it's probably still just a one on the balance of play. I think they chances, but that doesn't make me feel any better about Celtic. And I don't know. I think we're walking on about a tightrope than I've got. I've got no confidence in this team winning all the games in December. We've got loads of games in December. 
I'm not getting any confidence we're going to win. Well, I think we'll drop points. I think they probably will as well. Yeah, I was about to say that. I think we'll drop points, but those are dates across the road will as well. But that doesn't make me feel any better. No, about and it's a get focusing on us as well. But that is the reality we're in, John. But we can keep getting that. Tw- since we beat them at Ibrox, that's twice now. We've given them a chances to make points up, and they took it once. Again, when we drew with Hibs, they beat Hearts. So who's to say we're not going to do it again? I mean, I just hope, John, we can navigate through these games in December, and then it's a real wake-up call to that board that they've got to give Brendan the money to bring in actual quality. I mean, that's that squad now is about thirty old players. It's get, bloated. Get ready, I'd get ready ten or eleven of them, and you've got to bring in three genuine quality players. That one, one of the ones where you can actually look at the bench of guys like Kyogo, O'Reilly. Or even Carter Vickers are struggling. We're bringing to, on light for light types of players. And we need to, because of the Asian Cup, we're not going to have any strikers in yeah. January. I mean, I think O's going to get packed for South Korea. I think Hugo's definitely going to get packed. So, as it stands, we're going to have no strikers when we come back after the international break, after the, the league break. But, I mean, you were at, we'll just talk about this. We'll not we'll no be that long, listeners, because I know you, you don't want to hear us moaning again. Although they are the better episodes, I think. You were in the press conference after the game. Lucky you. You got to talk to uh, good old Brendan. What did you make? Uh, well, actually, was there a player there or was there not a player there? No, I left. I'm getting fed up and scurred doing the press conferences anyway. The ones post-match, especially after the result like that, you're not able to say or ask how you really feel because Celtic just shut you down. And Yeah, I hate, I hate doing them. The pressers to me, are, it's just like that. It's just like fucking House of Commons or something. More like the press conferences, am I right? Better after the House of Chris Commons, am I right, John? There you go. So great satire there for the two. It's lucky listeners. But yeah, now, I, I don't always go to the games, as you know, and I did make a vow that I was only going to go if I get free tickets this season. <laughs> which the last two games I've got free tickets that I went to um, so you're not going to go to a Rangers game then later on I'm getting a free ticket for that <laughs> so yeah no but I'm going to buy you booze of course but um, no I think we should talk briefly before we talk about the lights we can better talk about the atmosphere and everybody knows the Green Brigade isn't at the games although they were at the game before the game I mean and uh, Rod Stewart gave him a wee wave but I thought the atmosphere was pretty poor and I mean Really, I think it's put a lot of times with a Green Brigade watcher because the only thing you could hear was a Green Brigade. Now the only thing you really hear is not a lot. In fact, that's like when there's a bad decision for the ref, like when Liam Kelly looked to hand, handle the ball outside the box and he dropped mine, he nearly literally that's right, yeah. that got the crowd up. So, really, the only time I think there's noise at the crowd is when the opposition score or when there's a refereeing decision against us. And we all these penalties we're getting, we don't get refereeing decisions against us. But no, I thought the atmosphere was poor, but then the, I think the atmosphere generally is, generally is poor, and Celtic weren't doing anything to make it better. The football was tedious and stuff, just boring passing, and I've been able to break down so many players, and, and we're going to get that. It's going to be like that on Sunday when we play St. Johnson. Craig Levine, the king of boring defensive football, is going to put nine or ten men behind the ball and say to Celtic, Break us down, and if we don't break them during the first half an hour, I'll be panic stuff. The pitch will be disgusting as well. And I'll be, uh, we'll panic, and I'll just be. God knows what I'll try. We'll, I don't know. I, I, that's that shows how down I'm about Celtic now. That I'm worried about us playing fucking St. Johnson. I think I'm not worried about it, but I think we Celtic under Rogers, I'm struggling to understand the identity and what the philosophies are. Just under Angie, the the, full, the fullbacks in their jobs. The midfield was dynamic, especially with Fatati in there. And up front, we were so clinical under Ange. I don't think there was a game under Ange, uh, certainly last season, that I can think that we just struggled like a narrow 1-0. 
we were always winning fairly comfortably, but we were always creating plenty of chances. We're not doing that under Brendan. Um, I wouldn't say I'm worried about the St Johnston game. You know, but you can see being a struggle. I can see why. Yeah, although I can see why it's just got, for me, it's the entertainment factor. I think we'll win, but it's just going to be a slog, and it's going to be so miserable to watch. If it ends up being like a turgid one, no, that's not going to make him impressed. That's just going to, I think, give people more concerns. Wouldn't he? But then we beat Aberdeen six nothing, and we've no, we never kicked on. I mean. I know you think a lot of this because Aberdeen were a joke three goals in injury time yeah, that sort of put a gloss on it but we're just unable to string together like good performances in a row and I mean it seems like if Matt O'Reilly doesn't play well this team doesn't play well and he was quiet and sad very and I know we've got injuries but at Celtic again, in teams against games against teams in the Premier League you can't use it as an excuse same with Rangers I mean if you're playing Motherwell they'd love to have the injury problems we've got like players that we can bring in they would go probably getting that Motherwell team well maybe not because their bench is crap but we can't use it as an excuse that's that's. I mean Rangers were doing that last season and I was like come on man we can't use it as an excuse we've got more money than any team we've got well we've got the second highest wage bill now but we've still got more money than all 10 of the other 11 teams put together we shouldn't be turning in these crap performances we and always like to gloat about that money in the bank thing exactly Make hilarious jokes at Rangers getting penalties rather than address their own problems. Good one, Lance. But we're so relying on a couple of players, and if they have off days, we don't win, and that is really bad. We shouldn't have these results. I know people may think we're going over the top, but not, for me, that was even worse than St. Johnson. It will be bad old gig pod here, I'm afraid, because I think you're just looking to go to Celtic games and be entertained and see. A quality of play and on Saturday and not just for the first time this season we've just been devoid of that no I mean at least under good old Ange you know 99% of the time going to get entertaining football I mean even that game against Ross County last November the 2-1 went 1-0 down remember I like the ball he ran the show but we were in the half constantly exactly. pressing like it, was a, it was a good second half performance I, I wasn't like even Hibs mind Hibs when O scored late on I like that was the same sort of thing. But we've just, I know, I mean, we've really only changed one, we've really only sold two players, Moy, well, they left, Moy and Jota. And I can't believe how much an impact that's had. And the team is still that, most of that core, that the players won the treble last season. It's just poor. And there we've got Lazio next. So we better talk briefly about the Lazio game on Tuesday. Did we have to? Any, well, any glimmer of hope there? The fact that they've lost more games this season in the league than they've won? We've got players out, though, of course. We've not got hit. We've not got Ed Eisen, who's obviously injured, but he would be suspended, and we've not got Palmer. And they are big players for us. And I mean, I thought Yang was pretty poor on Saturday. I think he got injured as well. But I think if he's fit, he'll start. James Forrest will probably start. I don't know. I think we're probably going to get like beat by a couple of usual in Europe. I think the big one here is the motivation factor and what the teams have got to play for. Um, well, we're technically still in it. I know, but Lazio just need a win, and that seemed through. Oh, so it is. So yeah. Lazio, I mean, they'll, they'll be so buoyant for that, and I expect him to just to come out flying. So the fact that we've got Maeda out and Palma out, who generally have turned up for us in the Champions League this season, uh, coupled with the fact that I don't want to just single players out. Greg Taylor still at left back for his. <laughs> uh, he's going to be targeted. You see. You see Murrow, they were targeting Greg Taylor all game. You see a lot of teams in Scotland do it. 
I mean, we can talk all about Joe Hart all we want. We we were even saying last season under Ange, it's a position we need to improve upon in goal. People probably thought we were zealots and just going over the top. Goalkeepers are a very hard position to fill in, and or you kind of get a replacement goalkeeper. It's very easy. Look at Barkas. You know, what I mean, that's all people were saying. Just look at Barkas. It ain't that easy. I'm sorry, but it's a cop out. We should have been planning on a new goalkeeper this summer. The fact that we've uh, went in with Joe Hart for the Champions League is a major factor and the reason we are where we are. Um, sorry, I'm saying the Champions League. It's still the old European Cup to me, you know. <laughs> well, that goal on Saturday was just sad, basically. Greg Taylor's just words fail me. I mean, he's been a good player for us when you think uh, the way he just came up for Kilmarnock, but this is just a season too far. And I don't think it's him any good to be playing every single game because uh, Burnley boy is the only potential replacement and obviously Brendan doesn't fancy him I mean he brought him on as an attacker I think the last time he came on so no everybody knew that we needed a left back and a goalie we didn't sign them thank you to our wonderful transfer committee and we're having to bear the brunt of it but they're mistakes at the weekend and they both play against Lazio and ugh, I'm not looking forward to it at all sad really but it's their own fault we've acted like idiots at times Celtic and what deserve what we get? Yeah, just a quick shoot prediction then before we move on then, John, and finish up here. I'm just going, I'm going to say, I think we'll score, but I think Lazio will score 3-1 three, three to them. 3-0, Lazio. All right, well, see before we do the outro, thanks to everybody, I guess, that's been loving GigPod Rewind. Hunter's a very complimentary messages left on it on the Instagram account, so thanks to everyone for that. Yep, and we've enjoyed doing it as well. So we will, uh, this is a promise, and GigPod never lie. We promise that we will get uh, the final part of season 2010-11 out next month. So I know next month is going to be hectic with Celtic games, but we will fit that in as well. It's a Christmas treat to the listeners. You say next month, that's definitely December then? Yes, that is December, yes. Right, OK. We're not in December yet. I know, I suppose we're not. Can't wait till that hits though, and we've got all these great games to look forward to. Yes, can't wait to play St. Johnston and Kilmarnock away in successive Sundays. That's... Uh, that's not going to be grim at all. Right, do the outro. Yes, thank you, Stevie. Thank you, all the listeners, as usual. And you can get us on all the podcast platforms. Remember to subscribe, 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 subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on all the other podcast platforms. And the numbers are still going up, correct? Yes. And you're going to give a wee shout-out to Molly Malone's? Yes, Molly Malone's, of course. Wonderful pub. Uh, thanks to them, as ever, our sponsors, for letting us do the pod there tonight. And we will be back in Molly Mullins soon. We'll be back before Christmas, I'd say, to, uh, to give them a Christmas treat for all they've done for us since the, this summer, this season for the pod. But yep, you know where it gets by now. You can also get Stevie on Instagram at GigPod. No reads or selects for the Lazio game, though, because we don't do that for European games. It's, it's too difficult. To, it's too, too sad to date for them. But no, we will be back uh, soon with the next episode. Probably not after the Lazio game unless we we achieve one of our greatest results in European history. Probably won't have as much wrestling part on there next time as well. No, we won't. We'll, we'll leave the bids for another day, but yeah, we'll be back next week, most likely after this and your game, unless this time tomorrow we're 3-0 up in Rome. Right, so thanks to you for listening. We'll speak to you all soon. Good luck to Celtic in Rome, and hail, hail.
Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.